Welcome back to part two of the po- of the 12th Man Football Podcast. We're going to be running through the remaining six categories of our 12 awards for the end of the season. Your hero, Alec. My hero, hero of, the of the season. My hero of the season is Marcus Rashford. That's, a, that's better than my answer. My answer is shockingly lame. Have you, gone, yeah. a, have you gone footballing? I no, mean, Marcus Rashford's, had, pro- a, Marcus Rashford's had a good season. Okay. Marcus maybe, Rashford's been good. Not even, he's been fine. He's been good. Yeah, he's, he's been, been good. Right. He's not been, been amazing, but no, he's been, been good. Right. And I, he's also yeah. fed a fuck ton of kids in the process. Yeah. I, you know, far, far be it from for, for us to make this political, yeah. and we won't do that. He's done very, very good things this this year and and, and last year. So, yeah, you know, and and, and I, I actually, I'm actually slightly disappointed in myself that I didn't think of that answer. Should I, should but, I have gone second? Should yeah, we? probably because my second answer is fucking toilet. I can tell you that now. How disappointed I am in my lame ass second answer. Hit, hit me with um, it. Well, no. First of all, it's actually I'm I'm really glad you brought that up actually because I because okay. I do think like. What was exceptional about the way that Rashford did what he did is he did it with such a level of maturity, and for such a guy, a, for yeah. a, for a twenty-two mm-hmm. year old guy mm-hmm. to come out and speak with like like a real assurance and a real calmness and a genuine sincerity. There was very little backlash or anything to because some you know there's always people who think politics should stay and there's politics should stay out of sport or that players should stick to the game and whatever and there's plenty of meaningful conversations to have in there but when Rashford came out it was so mature and so articulate and I think it was very easy to get behind him and oh my god Newcastle have just scored again on to my heroes <laughs> plural Oh, I can't can, I change, can I change my hero to Paul Dummett, please? Okay, I can't <laughs> believe I'm about to say this because I know I said I was banning the ESL and all of that, but that obviously comes into it. My hero is the season. Is everyone listening? It's the fans. Oh, here we it's fucking go. It's such a lame answer. Here we go. It is such a lame answer, but I do think there has not been a season in footballing history where the conversation about what fans mean in football has been so prevalent. Because if you take all of the shit Super League stuff, all of the fans not being at grounds, all of the Sky charging 15 quid a game for pay-per-view, and all of those things have failed, if you know what I mean. They're like The fans have yes. had their value shown probably more than ever. Yeah. And, and it's still a lame answer, and I'm annoyed I couldn't think of Rashford. And you can happily take the point in that round. But I do feel like in recent memory that fans have probably done more as a group of people in the last season and the last year than yep. in any other year. It's been it's been heartwarming. Obviously, yeah. we everybody was surprised and and really hit with the with the the news of of the ESL proposals, mm. and everyone got really caught up in it as well. Yeah, but um, but yeah, yeah it I, was I, yeah. it was genuinely heartwarming because because um. And I mention this to uh, to quite a lot of my friends on 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 group chats and stuff. Is that mm. um, obviously speaking on behalf of myself, but but with, with you here as well, we we don't support teams that are were involved in those talks. No, um, I'm confident that if West Ham were big six, they would have have done it because yeah. we are. I still rose tintedly like to think that Brighton wouldn't. I I think maybe Brighton wouldn't, but we know West Ham would. Mm. Yeah. But. I I I'd said that um, I understand that 
not being involved, not having my team involved in that, mm. um, it is obviously very different for the people who who support, uh, you know, the big clubs that that are involved in these talks. Mm. But I was so, I wasn't surprised by it necessarily, but I no. was just, it was really heartwarming to to, to see um, all of my mates who, uh, obviously, I really really respect already and and. Um, value their their opinions on 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 football and stuff as Mm. well but it's really great to see the people that do support these big teams really condemning it almost more than anybody yeah absolutely so that that has been really really great yeah Yeah. that's been very positive and i think as well um because one of the reasons i was hesitant of, of giving that shitty answer as well was because of all the social media abuse and things that has been going on recently and you know the sort of racist tweets of all sorts of players and whatever and the way the way I reasoned it to myself is because obviously those people will consider themselves fans. Is I don't consider those people no, fans. No, they're not football fans. Yeah, exactly. They're they're people who they're barely people. Is my view. Like you know, that's that's the way I I view it. Is um, but yeah, like that was. I just felt like if there was ever an occasion at, at which oh my god, what a terrible finish! At which fans were put on a platform more than ever and i think there's loads of problems with fan bases like i'm not oblivious to all the horrible things that fans do mm-hmm. and give me another year and i would have named them as the villains genuinely <laughs> um but yeah. i just felt like this year it did feel like a very fan focused year sure because when we're not there you know what's the point yeah um exactly so speaking of villains yeah uh i briefly had it written here all governing bodies in football sure because <laughs> If there's anything the Super League showed us, it's that how did you turn UEFA into the good guys yeah, for like a week? I know, right? All of that. But yeah. I decided, again, fuck the Super League. Yeah. Um, and this brings us back to our previous conversation. The biggest villains this season are the, are the Professional Game Match Officials Limited, <laughs> which is the body that uh, uh, provide referees and officials for football games in England. They have very, very much struggled to adapt, haven't they? they to, they've to... looked weak yes. in the last year. They like, have, exceptionally yeah. weak. Mm. And, like, what's really interesting about it is, my, like, so going back to what you were saying earlier about the officials going to the to the cameras and going to the screen or whatever, it's like, I think the... And, again, I nearly put VAR on here, even though I'm pro-VAR, because to a lot of people that is ruining the game, and I appreciate that. But I have these sort of rose-tinted... I think you do as well, maybe, because it obviously is in a bit of a state at the moment. But I have the sort of view as well that the potential of it is worth keeping. Of course. You should hold on to that. Yeah, because, it's a team because, period. Yeah, right? yeah, because the main problem I think we've got is we've got a group of officials who can look at your eight red cards that you've had this season, yeah. that you were telling me the stat the other yes. day, and think uh, all of them uh, are red not, cards. Not, not this season, no. but yeah. Okay, yeah, last, the last... Yeah, yeah so, so for, for clarity... Um, yeah, West Ham have had six of our last red cards rescinded. Yeah, of your that last was... eight red cards. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and that, no. that obviously speaks to really poor refereeing. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and like VAR, Nova, whatever, that means there's eight. there's been eight match-changing decisions yeah. that even the referees have admitted they've got drastically wrong. Screen or no screen, mm. VAR or no VAR, they got them horribly wrong. And, and they still hold on to this stat of, oh, they get 90-something percent of decisions right. Mm. And it's like... That's not the point. No. And also the problem is, is it's exposed how inconsistent the rules are. Yeah. In that 
because um, this is again something I think is stupid the clear and obvious rule yeah. it's the stupidest thing they could yeah. have bought in because there's barely anything that's clear and obvious offside is the yeah. only thing that is it's, because it, it's binary you're it's, either onside yeah. or you're not it's so ironic isn't it that clear and obvious is the one thing that's actually made this murkier yeah exactly than than um, it would have been without it yeah and and the um the idea that you can only overrule a clear and obvious mistake is really stupid yeah because basically let's say i'm trying to think of a good example here so somebody goes down in the box for a soft penalty Mm -hmm. then it's a case of right um the ref gives it they look at it on the review and they go do you know what? It's probably not a penalty, but mm. there's not really a reason it isn't, so we won't give it. And you go, all right, okay. The same game, somebody does the exact same instant, and the ref doesn't give it. And then the VAR go, oh, do you know what? It's similar to the last penalty, yeah, but it isn't. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, so we, or, or or even on the reverse, it's more of a penalty. They say, okay, it's more of a penalty, but it's not nailed on, so mm. we won't give it. That's stupid. Because the main problem with any rule in any sport is inconsistency. Mm-hmm. You you. You can have a rule that's a little bit frustrating, like the offside rule is at the moment, but at least it's consistent. Mm. At least you know what the rule is. Whereas this constant level of inconsistency just completely fucks with the experience of the game, mm-hmm. and and it and it makes it it gets it to the point where, and I don't and I there's no amount of I, I don't think that's a VAR problem. I think that's always been true, but now we have the ability to change it. And yeah, that's my view. They're the villains. That what their failure to officiate matches properly, and I've always liked respecting referees, but they are toilet this season. Yeah, I think I th- I feel like this has, um, highlighted that mm. more more so than anything. Yeah. Um. All right. Who's your villain? Um, my villain is one. Mr. Perez. Yeah. Okay. Because I obviously had him <laughs> written down, but like, um, yeah, I think that is. That's the real answer. I think you know? since Leicester signed him, he's been shocking. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm of course I'm, not, I'm, not talking about for a, se- for a second there. I, for a second there, I was like, oh, I've got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's not that bad. But um, no, yeah. No, um, and it's more, and it's more because um, I, I think that a lot of these chief, chief chief executives and a lot of these owners of these clubs are gonna get out of it scot free. Um, especially like Abramovich, who basically just came out and said that he like regrets the decision or something, mm. and people are just gonna be like, oh okay, that's fine, like no worries, like yeah. But if if there were a head that needed to roll, um, it would be him for me because yeah. and and yeah. and and ma- mainly just like he's so like misinformed. Mm. It's like. You're not going to agree with everything that people say on football, mm. and and discord is important in football. It's part of the fun of it. It's ex- exactly that. It's exactly that. But I I'm not a, I'm not a firm believer that a guy who I assume he's knocking on the door for seventy, mm. I don't think that that means that he can't understand what younger people want out of football. Yeah. I don't think that. What I do know is that if he doesn't do any research or ask any questions to said people mm. he can't know yeah and he's he he said in one of his interviews that he wants to make football shorter yeah because he thinks that because 18 to 25 year olds are, are obsessed with tiktok and instagram and and need yeah. two screens that 90 minutes is too long 
I'm telling you now, the only time I want football to be shorter is when West Ham have a three 0 lead. Yeah, <laughs> that is when I want that is when I want football games to be shorter. What what like with what you were saying there? It's like some of the things he was saying around the time that, and what's also annoying about it is going back to the Super League stuff. It's like. I, to touch on it very briefly, I think there's a lot of things that they're right about. I mean, there's of a lot course. of things yeah, that the Super yeah, League yeah. teams are right yeah, about. They're, they're, they're very yeah. smart. They're very smart yeah. people. Right? Yeah. They wouldn't be in the position yeah. that they were unless they, but, they, they they were at least, you know, relatively yeah. capable of, of, of seeing the bigger picture. But but some of the things that Perez was saying about it, it's literally like if like if your granddad said that at dinner, you'd be like, mm, all right, granddad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? It's, yeah, it's like, oh, these kids these days, yeah. all they want to do is play Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's his Spanish accent, by the way. Very good. Um, yeah, no, and, and yeah, and actually, I'm going to change my hero's answer to piss off every one of the ESL club owners because they're obviously listening. Listening, of course. I'm going to change my answer to legacy fans because there that expression go. has popped up so many times yeah. and I love that we've yeah. that fans have co-opted it. And it's good because like, j- just giving your answer as, as saying that the fans are the heroes wasn't yeah. wanky. Yeah. Wasn't wanky enough. Yeah, I and know. So, so now, now I can... Now I yeah. can be a ma- now yeah, I can, yeah, now you can... You know, now, now I'm can, really a man of the you people. You can be safe in the knowledge knowing that you've given the wankiest answer possible. Yeah, so I think that's, that's absolutely fair. So that's positive. Yeah. yeah, all right, you picked Perez. <laughs> I did. Except that he's the right answer. He's, so yeah, he's, like, he, he, he's, yeah. you know, he's villainy. He's yeah, absolute yeah, villainy. Super right? genius. He, super villain. I mean, the, 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 the dying quote that just needs to go with this is that he essentially said that he wants to save football. Yeah, I know. I believe it. I know he believes it as well. He's yeah, the hero yeah, of his sure, story. Sure, sure. But how about asking people? Yeah. How about asking people like, you know, and he doesn't need to be out on the streets like asking mm. like every well, Tom, Dick and and Harry like out in um out in Madrid or whatever, what do they want out of football? But Come on. Man. Here's the problem, though, is is that's where the legacy fans things come into it. I think we'll move on from the ESL after this, but it's like that's the thing. I think he that uh, when he meant saving football, and you, when you're saying like the asking people, I think the people he's asking is the, I'm going to do quotation marks here because I'm still not sure how much I believe this, but is the millions of fans around the world mm-hmm. who support Man United mm-hmm. rather than the people who go to every game and the legacy fans mm. you know but yeah it's it's interesting to go to you could go we could go all round in circles about that conversation maybe another day I think it's probably where we'll leave it but I agree Perez is undeniably the villain of the season he's a shit man he is a shit man he's a real shit man <laughs> but so are the referees um, <laughs> <laughs> all of them um, best pundit yes easiest one for me. Go. Nailed on. Yeah? Yeah. It's Gary Neville. Okay. He's always been the best pundit. Sure. I don't even like him that much as a bloke. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never paid that much attention to him as a player. I always mm-hmm. hated United at mm-hmm. that era anyway. Standard. Yeah, I like them now that they're shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is still the best analyzer. Is that a word? Yeah. He provides the best analysis, I is sh- what I should say. I'm sure anal- anal- An- a- analyst. Analyst. He's the best yes. analyst. Yeah. Um, on terms of tactics of the game and those kind of things he still tells the best story and he's genuinely in with a shout of being one of the heroes of the season because of the way he reacted to the Super League sure I still believe I said I wouldn't talk about it (laughs) but I still believe if he didn't come out and have as visceral reaction as he did minute one literally in the middle of a game that there might not have been as much of a response from fans and I think he deserves some credit for that Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit preachy and whatever and he's you know there are parts of it that are hypocritical or whatever but I think he deserves a lot of credit this season. I, I, I think with Gary Lineker, um, 
He's really good at... You said Lineker. Oh, shit. Yeah. With Gary Neville. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's really good at saying what I would like to think that I would say, yeah. given the platform. Um, so I found myself, um, after the cancellation for the um, of the Liverpool-Manchester um, United game... Just uh, listening to him, and he'd mm. obviously spoken. Um, he'd obviously spoken. Um... What? <laughs> nothing. nothing. I, poured a, I poured a drink, <laughs> and Alex's eyes just widened as he stopped talking. Um, I think he's grotesquely disgusted at my probably strong. Probably yeah. yeah. Oh well. Anyway, carry on. Gary um, yeah, I just, I just, I, 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 he's not who I put as my hero, but I, I couldn't think no. of. of potentially somebody more suited to um to give his opinions on on this subject yeah um, that's a really good way of putting and it. i think it was really really not just smart of him but really honest of him and really self-aware of him yeah to for him to bring up the fact that he works for sky and that he played for manchester united mm. and that all of this could could question his credibility to answer yeah. answer these questions. Th- that's the most I've liked Jamie Carragher as well because he, he addressed did, that on yeah, Monday he also Night did Football. The same thing and as well, and yeah. that's the so, most I've yeah, liked yeah, him. They, as a they were fa- they were both fantastic, and I mm. I, I find uh, Jamie Carragher a little bit tiresome. Mm. Um, uh, if I'm being honest, I think they're really great I as agree. a pair. Yeah. Um, and 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 I do, but I do like Carragher. I I, I enjoy him as certainly a lot more than I enjoy others. Yeah. Um, I think I think his analysis is shite. Yeah, he manages to talk for about um, four minutes without saying anything. Although saying that, we've managed to speak for 50 minutes without really saying anything, so that's good. Yeah, we've thrown some hot takes This is true, this is true. Um, Um, I've gone with... Yeah, best pundit. Best pundit of the year, I've gone with Ian Wright. Uh, I tell you what, I've warmed so much to Ian Wright over the last year. Right, and like... He's just a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I feel like... I, I feel like I have this issue sometimes where... And it's probably because I like to think that I know a, a, a fair bit about football, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm happy to, to to say I've got I've got mates that put me to shame with how much they know about football. Mm. Um, One uh, of them sitting right here. Yeah, very good. Uh, I openly acknowledge Alec knows more about football than me. Yeah, you know more about championship football than I do. That is that is such a big burn <laughs> that I actually don't have a response. I'm literally speechless. Um. um I would say Fuck. that um, that I've I've always found it a little bit frustrating when there's pundits where I don't feel like they give much um, great like tactical insight or mm. like maybe s- stuff that I don't think that I could say even as a fan right yeah because I think they're in this position they should be able to talk better than I could about football right mm. Ian Wright potentially has always fit into that category yeah. even though I've always really liked him yeah. But I cannot tell you how much I value now having somebody that just makes football a little bit more human. Yeah, and because fills it with joy. Because and, even in yeah. our time of you know we 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 are part of that generation that that got into football when the Premier League had uh, had, had already taken off massively as a product and football had gone yeah. global. But obviously, over the past five or ten years, generally just planet earth has just gone fucking mental yeah. and into hyper acceleration right mm. and football like you know we're looking at this uh, we're looking at the newcastle um leicester coverage right now look at that fucking studio yeah do you know what i mean it's so wanky yeah, like it's very and it's, wanky. you know and it's just like 
I just really like Ian yeah. Wright. Just and maybe it's because he's on Match of the Day and BBC uh, more than he is on on obviously Sky and BT, which he doesn't um, it doesn't feature on. But like he just makes football just like a bit more yeah. normal and just yeah. a bit more grounded. And I really like that. Like he's obviously an absolute fucking geezer. Yeah. Like he's obviously such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, the, I, I will say one of the things I watched this year. I'm, I mean plugging something else really but the i mean anyone who likes football really should have seen it the true geordie podcast with ian wright have you seen oh yeah that? sure yeah it's yeah. it's and credit to him for the way he makes those podcasts as well but like it is it genuinely nearly made me cry like it's so it's such a powerful yeah, he's podcast great. and he's spoken so um so well on racism yeah. this year which is obviously um something that you shouldn't have to speak on mm. And I don't feel like he I think gets... it's really harsh to ask no, people to I, speak I don't, on that I don't stuff, feel like he gets pimped out by no. the BBC to do it. I no. feel like he knows and understands that he has a platform. Yeah. And he... People look up to him. And and so they yeah. should. And so they should. And and, and do you know what is it, it's such a testament to him? Is that he clearly mm. remembers where he's from yeah, yeah very he, much he, so. he got into the game late you know yeah. he came up through 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 non-league mm. football he 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 made it to yeah. the absolute top of uh, i'd of argue English he's football. one of the icons of the premier league he's, as well in yeah, terms he's, of uh, like he's, that crossover he's, he's an he's genuinely such an amazing guy and, and mm. speaking about that podcast as well um if you do find the time after listening to this podcast um, he also has a, a podcast that comes out weekly on the Ringer FC feed called Righty's House mm. uh, with some other really, really cool guys um, and um, some, uh, yeah, really good guests on there. And he, he just, yeah, like I said, he just talks about football, just how you would kind of imagine somebody down the pub talking about it. Yeah, Minus, but he's done it. <laughs> he's done it, exactly. Yeah. So so it's, it's so informed, but so yeah. casual at the same time, mm. which I think is a hard note to strike. He's so genuine as well. He, I, it's I, exactly that. Even, even if he's wrong, he's genuine and that's fine. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's he's, what you want to pop yeah, yeah, from yeah. he, he, he You can tell he laughs at himself when he cocks up a little bit on, on, yeah, on yeah. MOTD and stuff. And I, I just think he's a geezer. Takes the piss out of Gary Lineker's ears. I, I just think out of all of the pundits as well, I would just think he would just be the soundest person to have a drink yeah, with. Yeah, I, 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 mean? I, like, I, just, I like that as a shout. I just think he's, he's yeah. such a nice guy. And, um, mm. and I think um, at, at a time where... Um, like you said, fans have been out of the stadium for so long, and football is getting more and more distant away from the from from fanhood mm. generally. Um, he's a he's a bright light in that. Yeah. I, re I really really like Ian Wright. Yeah. I think he's a really good guy. Right, Ian Wright. I agree. I agree completely. Who did I say? Yeah. Huh? Did I say Ian Wright? You said Ian Wright. Good. Yeah. No, I, I was saying right, and then I was like, as in, oh, we're right, moving on right. to the next one. I thought one. I'd accidentally no, said, yeah. like, Mark Wright, because no, he now no, has recording no. I said right, because we were moving on to the right, next one, right. and then I was like, oh, do you know what would be funny, is if I said Ian Wright. Right, how's that working out for you? Yeah, it worked out really well, mate. <laughs> right, then. Worst pundit. I'm yes. going to fire A on this, because I thought about this for about two seconds before yeah, I my came to like right so here, here let's think about this this is the science of punditry yeah mm. okay broken down in three simple things mm. in order to be a good pundit you must have one a decent pundit a tolerable one you have to have one of the three things that i'm about to say you need to be good at analyzing the game you need mm. to so you can demonstrate a fact about the game or tell a story about the game mm. so that's one thing two you need to be likable. Mm. You need to be appealing. You need to be whatever. Mm. 
And three, you need to be interesting in terms of, like, for some, for example, I don't agree with everything Graham Sooner says, but at least I, or Roy Keane is the best example. I don't agree with almost 60, 70% of the stuff he says, mm. but at least it's interesting. Sure. Who has none of those? Okay. Who mm-hmm. isn't any of those three things? And it's Jermaine Genus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be so harsh, yeah. but I think he's... I think he's uninteresting. I think he's wrong all the time. And I and I just don't think he... Yeah, so... You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have any interesting takes. It's obviously important when we're, t- when we're, when we're discussing yeah. um, worst... Uh, and best pundit, but more mm. so worst pundit, is to understand that just because somebody might hold a different opinion to you, yeah. it doesn't mean that they're a bad pundit, right? No. Jermaine Genius is... So fucking dull. Yeah, is he your answer as well? No, no he's not okay. my answer no, because but... because because I while I find Jermaine I find Jermaine Genus inoffensively boring. Yeah, that's 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 a reasonable way to put it. Yeah, I, I think. And any yeah. talk I've heard rumors about him potentially being the next like match of the day presenter and and fuck me like hell like no. that would just be so so drab for me like yeah. he's he's boring he's he a boring, boring. guy it, the, and, and that's the way i was saying it like way why i felt like that sort of description was important is because there are loads of pundits i think are really wrong all the time mm. but at least they say something interesting sure. like rio ferdinand for example i, I think he's genuinely wrong like 80 percent of the time <laughs> like genuinely i it's like he says something and i'm like like remember when he didn't he tell like Newcastle fans to buy out Mike Ashley or something yes. like that? And it's like that's about as out of touch as you could possibly be. But it's a hot, shit hot take. <laughs> like, and it's so spicy. And like, if at least he's there to say shit like that, and that's interesting. He's wrong, but it's interesting. Sure. Whereas Genus just like you may as well have an answering machine. And it's like there's nothing on the bloke. I don't know him. He's probably a really nice bloke and interesting. He's whatever, probably but, sound. Yeah, but so it's nothing on him. But like. It's like the same when Gary Neville said he started pun- he started comment commentary. He said he was trying too hard to be a commentator. Yeah. And he and, he, and then he like by going, Oh, he'll be disappointed with that and then yeah. he just started saying, Oh, that was rubbish. Yeah. It's like at least just say what you're be yeah. you. Yeah. And that's know? why I avoided going with Ashley Cole for this because he's still mm. very new, but he's very he's not good. He's quite dry. He's not but good. But it's Ashley Cole. But it's Ashley like, Cole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also not very likable. But Pop more. he he could potentially become a better pundit but i've yeah. gone with somebody who's actually been a pundit and annoyingly he's also a commentator so i have to hear him i hear him most fucking weekends which is annoying who it is. i'm just gonna put you out of your misery yeah steve mcmanaman macca his voice is like sandpaper as well i mean we'll oh, take out we'll take out any like connotations that you basically saying that scousers are annoying there no his voice i like the scouse accent <laughs> On people who don't make it sound like sandpaper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my my biggest annoyance that I have with him, he so clearly wears his Liverpool colours when it suits him. Mm. And he's obviously like, you know, a Liverpool... He's a, he's a Liverpool legend, right? Yeah. But he... The, the game he was so unbearable in, and it was an, such an amazing game, and it wasn't this season, it was such an amazing game, was... The um, Liverpool Barcelona game, when they came from the three 0 deficit 
to turn it back around. You had the quick Trent free kick. One of the best games of football I'd ever One of the best games of football. Yeah, genuinely. Was that the Trent quick corner as well? Yeah, yeah, but he was so unbearable in in that because not only is he a Liverpool legend, but he also played for Real Madrid. Yeah. So he had such disdain for Barcelona in this game. Yeah. And there's just like, I understand. And, and, you know, part of why I love Ian Wright is because he shows that passion, right? Mm. And ultimately that that's what I'm asking. I'm almost asking Steve McMellaman to like just rein it in a bit. Yeah. Like I just I I I I personally find the more I think about it, the more I agree with you as well. I personally like, find the it's almost like so Liverpool centric yeah. now. Um, just just football broadcasting, football journalism in general seems to be so Liverpool centric, which I'm not particularly against because they are an institution of British football and they're rightfully back where they belong which is you know there's not not so there's much. a lot of liverpool pundits so. yeah yeah they 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 just is you know they they and I, what I, what I, what i feel like is the most annoying thing about mm. it is that you just know that steve McManaman is one of those people that was harping on when liverpool was shit when they had like andrea Voronin up front and all this bollocks yeah. he was harping on about how they won all these cups in the 80s mm. And now they're good again. He's yeah. now cracking on about how... Obviously, this season they've had a, they've had a bit of a mare, but he's now yeah. talking about how good they are. And it just makes you think, would there ever be a time when he wouldn't be hyping up Liverpool? Yeah. And it's just... <laughs> I just find it... The other thing is, I can't think of anything interesting he's ever said. Or, like, memorable. There, but there is nothing. There yeah. is nothing. Because because he... he, he He's so... Mm. I feel like he's so focused on cultivating... Um, and almost like riding this wave of like, like yeah. I said, he's a Liverpool legend and he obviously cares a lot about the club. But I just bet he loves the fact that he can harp on about Liverpool being yeah. being great and being I mean, amazing now. Shot. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just find it, I just find it tenuous. I just find it boring. Yeah. I find it, um, I'm not going to say it's an insult to 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 punditry or to journalism because mm. ultimately when you're a pundit, you're a journalist, right? Yeah. I just... I just find it really boring because you just know you're not going to get anything interesting out of it, yeah. right? You know what you're getting with 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 McManaman, and and yeah, it, it's really frustrating when he's when he's on comms as well. Yeah. I just I can't stand him. I just find him really jarring. Right. I wish I had a a, a more eloquent no, elo- like eloquent way of saying that, but I just find him fucking jarring. No, mate. I think that's an absolutely reasonable answer, and I'm just trying to remember because I wanted to do my quick other. Because I had a little mini shortlist for the best three, and I just remembered one as well, um, and I, oh, I can't remember his name. There's a new, there's a new guy. It's the bald guy with a little beard who's been doing punditry this season. I notice a lot. It's not Darren Randolph, but it's someone like. It's, I think he's an ex-goalkeeper. He's really smart. He's really, and he always, he's always right. It's like oh always, oh is it um, is it is his name Matt Murray? It might be. Did you? Is it the the ex Wolves keeper? I think he is a goalkeeper, Matt Murray. Is it? Is that him? If that is him, yeah, it's him. Yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. he's quality. He's gen and he's really really eloquent. Mm-hmm. Really switched on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's great. Um. Weirdly, we were talking about him because he was on TV the other night. It's like I genuinely, for some stupid reason, I really like Joe Cole. Like I just think he's really likable. You know what I mean? It's like he feels the Ian Wright aspect. He's just everyone likes him. Ma- I fucking love Joe. Yeah, exactly. But, but Joe Joe Cole is obviously a, a, a West Ham mm. um, 
prodigy. Yeah. He was, you know, uh, I like I like him a lot. I like mm. Joe Cole a lot too. I also want to say as well, although I don't necessarily find her the most uh, captivating um, pundit there is, um, I think Karen Carney was thrown into a, a really unfair situation um, where she was like really heavily criticised and I just think she dealt with it really, really well. Um, and fair play to her because it, I'm not even going to pretend that I could truly understand how tough it mm. might be for Karen Carney and um, and other women, um, yeah. you know, rightfully at trying and, and succeeding and making it in... Um, punditry for for the men's game yeah um like i said i don't find her necessarily the most interesting but uh i just think she dealt with with all of that really really well and and yeah. and, and um that's it's a it's a it's a it's a good um it's a testament to her character and yeah. her professionalism so well, I, I, you know well i i don't know much about it i remember seeing it when it all came out i don't know much about her i don't i don't I haven't followed a lot of what was going on but i remember thinking at the time that it, that in any circumstance it can be really hard to be made a symbol out of these things yes and and that you become she essentially becomes a spokeswoman for sexist comments which is unfair so, yeah which is yeah, completely unfair it's exactly it's the, the same, same thing we said with Ian Wright right, yeah or, well. or, or most black players in the Premier League during the kneeling and all this kind of stuff and it's like and, and how um, how difficult it must be to constantly be asked these questions as a black footballer or as a like I says, or as a female footballer, or um, like, any 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 situation in which you're prone to targeted abuse or whatever, it's re- it's it's quite unfair to spring a question like that on somebody. Definitely. And make them a symbol of it, and for anyone to handle it with any level of poise and elegance without getting sort of, because I think I would get mad about it if somebody mm. came up and asked a question like that to me. I think I'd say, look, this like. There's more I, to me. Yeah, than, yeah, and I and I'd this, get tilted, yeah. and yeah. and and then I'd sort of wouldn't be able to handle it properly. Whereas, sure. Yeah. Yeah, like anyway. I said, it's just a really, yeah. really testament yeah. to her character and her professionalism. I thought I think she dealt with all of that really, really well. Yeah. And my last shout for uh, best pundit. It doesn't it, technically he's not a pundit. I don't really what counts as a pundit, but um, for some reason I've absolutely fallen in love with Martin Tyler over the last year. I think it's hearing him commentate over he's, games yeah, with no comms, fans. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like. He is astonishingly good at his job. Yes. And he is so likeable. Yeah, and he's a pro. his little podcast interviews he does with Neville, it's like he's such a fan. You can tell he's such a fan of the game and that he loves everything in it and he just wants it to be amazing and he talks so beautifully about it and I just I just, for some reason I just fell in love with him over the last year or so. But on to our next one. Well we just done worst pundit and a little bit of best pundit as well. Game of the season, seven two Liverpool Villa. Oh yeah, I yeah I, yeah yeah. Easy. It's the best game yeah. of football I've watched. It, it's the most stunned I've been by a game of football, mm. probably in the Premier League since maybe ever. It's one of the best games of football I've ever seen, and like if you wanted to think of a game that's like explosively defined this season of being. Pure chaos. No one knows what's going on. That's the on. thing. It and was chaos, yeah. And it's mental. And you look at it and you go, "This doesn't seem right." Mm. That the best team in the league last year, one of the best teams the Premier League's ever seen, defined by attitude, commitment, quality, could get completely ripped apart 
by Matty Cash. Yeah. And it's like, that's the sickest shit on the planet. Mm. I don't know why. I, I didn't have any real feelings about Villa before that game. Yeah. And watching that game, I was like, Watkins bagged the yeah, hat, right? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, this team. Yeah. And I was yeah. like gutted about not getting Watkins. I had loads of reasons not to like Villa. Yeah. But that game, I was like, fuck yes. Yeah, like, was that was mad. so cool. Yeah, 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 it was really cool. Easy game, 7-2. What's yours? I think I know it. You do? Did you draw this game? Is uh, what I'm going to say. Did West Ham draw this game? Yeah. Yeah, this is the one I chose to indulge indulge on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, gone, I've, gone for, um, I've gone for West Ham 3... Tottenham Hotspur three. Uh, obviously, there was another three three I could have gone for, yeah. but that that Arsenal West Ham game was actually shit. Yeah, like it was actually a shit game. Yeah, not even just because we were three 0 up. It was it wasn't a good game. It was yeah. it was it was just it was it was bad. Both teams were kind of bad. The the um, West Ham uh, Spurs game. One of the few games that I've watched in a pub this year as well. It, it is by a significant distance, almost no doubt, the best half an hour of football in the season. As yeah, well. I mean, like, so so we we score, uh, I think, late 70s, like in the game for the first time. Yeah, I, so, I, so I, I for, didn't actually watch it. I looked at my phone and I remember right, thinking okay. this, was, this so, is a dead so game. So for frame of reference, we were 2-0 down in 10 minutes. Mm. Um and uh, yeah and and uh, and after that to be honest I was out with quite a few people um we were at the pub mm. and then after that I'd kind of stopped really focusing I kind of just thought yeah. I'm going to enjoy being in the pub with my mates the game's on in the background let let it you know let it um run its course right and then it goes to 3 now and I'm like okay great yeah get a few more beers whatever whatever 3-1 my mates are like here we go like none of them mm. support West Ham, so they I know that they're always trying to like pet me up a little bit about it, and I'm yeah. just like, nah, it's gone. And then we score again in like 82 or something, and I'm like, even then, I'll be honest, I was like, nah, it's gone. I didn't really think that we were gonna get back into it yeah. by any stretch. On steps, Manuel Lanzini, who until the the game against Burnley um, last weekend, forgot uh, Monday. He, forgot I would say. he played for you. I'm going to be totally honest. He's been so poor since um, yeah. since he got a really serious injury a few years ago, and since then he's he's he's. I don't think he's scored. He barely assists. He doesn't even really make good passes or anything. He basically picks up the ball deep, yeah. runs with it, and then loses the ball or or just re, re, like gives possession away he also barely plays at he times. does he does like, also barely yeah. play but there's a reason for that but we like i like yeah. lanzini like, everyone likes yeah. lanzini on his day he's so fucking entertaining but that goal but, oh. and it's not you know it's one of those ones where people you know who are being reductive and and, and you know in a sense mm. being realistic actually he just hit it yeah because what else can well, you there's do? There's nothing wrong with that but sometimes. Fuck me, I was yeah. so gassed I, I, when I that goal went in. I remember when you, because we've talked about this game two or three times in the last few days since we've been meeting up, and, mm -hmm. I, and I've said twice I forgot that game was this season. Yeah. It feels like so long ago. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's so crazy it was because fucking amazing. Because for I'd say for West Ham fans especially, mm. given that we actually got a positive result out of being mm. three 0 down to our biggest rival in the Premier League yeah. that is all time legendary Premier League goal now yeah I think so it has to be I mean the fact that if there were fans especially now there, you're head of Spurs as sure well, like... if there were if there were fans there it obviously would have been a lot more amazing yeah. right 
But to score a 90th minute equaliser against Spurs, being 3 0 down, yeah. a player that never scores, and what a goal. Yeah. What a goal. So that is one of the all time best Premier League goals. Yeah, yeah, probably. Do you know what I mean? I like, mean, and that, that conversation can go on for fucking ages because oh, yeah. there have been so many goals and you'll forget so many of the amazing goals. Yeah. But quite a lot of the time, the context of, of, of these of these goals comes into it. Yeah. Not as good it's, as Jose Esquieto's against West Ham uh, away at the Olympic Stadium. I remember Stadium that. He's got 20... a couple of really good goals against Yeah, there was a point where like, I remember talking to West Ham fans and they were like, that Esquieto is amazing. And yeah. I'm like, no, he's no, all right. He just does really he's well all right, stuff, but like, yeah. he scores hatties against us. Yeah, he's in good company mm-hmm. in that. There's a lot of players that seem to turn up against us. Yeah, and one of the other things about that game as well, to add like, the sort of the narrative element that I think like a really good game needs... Is um is the like the Jose element, which is that before that they were on fire. Yeah. That they that was like their first big slip up. Yeah. And then from then it just not saying that that's the reason why it did. I never think that's not really the catalyst the case. necessarily. No, exactly. But... but like you do look at it and you go, their form dipped after that, mm. and they were beating Man United five one mm. or whatever. Was it five one? They beat them. No, six one. Six one. Yeah. And they beat Southampton five two. Yes. With. Kane getting four and yeah. get four assists and yeah, Son yeah. getting like three goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were on point that po- at that season. Yeah, at that point in the season, and like it is a cracking game of football. Yeah, yeah. I like that shot. I think both of those are good. Did you have any others like on your short list that you popped um, to mind? Because mine was the seven two. It's like that came in my head, and I was like, that's yeah. That's it. I mean, I completely drew a blank to the seven two. Yeah. One that probably most people won't necessarily remember, but there was a game. I think it may have been third or some do you remember there was that week really early on in the season where there was just loads of goals yeah where there was four like there was, i think it was average three or four goals yeah, a yeah. game so there the was there, there was a there was seasons. an everton west brom game that yeah. was just awesome like it was it was when hames was looking like he was going to be mm. the absolute fucking business for them he, i, I mean he's still, he's still he's been he's still been good but this he? was yeah. you know but this he was, was like that was, yeah. was like it's i think, I think that was five two or five three yeah. that game and that was really entertaining yeah um, I've just thought of. Um, I mean, I genuinely don't know how we've forgotten about the fact that Southampton lost nine nil again this season. Oh yeah. They, they, oh they, yeah. My, 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 my friend. That, have you ever met my friend Shane? I don't think you have. No. Okay. Um, so my friend Shane, who's a Southampton fan, put it beautifully. Um, where it's like lose nine nil once, and they'll respect it, and, and they'll respect it, respect it, or something like that. And then lose nine nil twice, and they'll remember you forever. Yeah, they lost nine nil twice, twice within the space yeah. of a year. Yeah, like poor, fuck me. Yeah, but that, to be fair, early on in the season, I bet we're forgetting so many bangers. Sure, because yeah, the goals yeah. were flying in at the start of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Unlike this, when you Newcastle was somehow beating Leicester, and I'm so upset. They're <laughs> such a bad team. Um, yeah, no, I think we those are. Those are the two that stood out to me. Was the West was the West Ham game? Fair, yeah. I mean, game. yeah. I mean, the the seven two has to it's, make the cut. I, I mean, that 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 it's that, so good. That aforementioned um, United um, wasn't that, that United Tottenham game? Wasn't that United Tottenham well. game? Was that the same day as the Villa? It was. The, it might have been the same match week. Because because on that day we yeah. beat Leicester three nil um, at their place. Jesus. Um, and I remember being in a great mood. And then I think, I, th- I could be wrong, but I think that Spurs game then took place then as well. And then you also had the the 7-2, yeah. 
God, there were so many goals at the start yeah, of the man, season. It was chaos. It was mental. I, f- I still think it might be the highest scoring Premier League season ever, isn't it? Potentially, yeah. In yeah, terms of goals sure. per game? Yeah. Probably. I know there was a point early on in the season where it was literally a goal more per game, which is massive. Like it's crazy. But I don't know if it kept up. But it's it's back to sort of normal now. So you'd think mm-hmm. the average would still be higher. Yeah, yeah. Right. Biggest shock. Our yeah. final category. You can yeah. interpret this any number of ways you want. Mm. And I'll go first because I'm more interested in your answer. My biggest shock is West Ham United. <laughs> It is, it is actually West Ham United. Yeah, man. Because it, there are lots of things that have happened this season that have been genuinely shocking. I think broadly it's been a shocking season in terms of things. Mm-hmm. Like, not I'm not pissing about the ESL or whatever. I've done that. Or the lack of fans. Or the lack of fans. Yeah. And, I, and I look at it. Look at the football purely. I'm like, Liverpool finishing seventh. If you told me Liverpool would be without Van Dijk, Firmino, Jota, all these players for a good amount of the season and they finish seventh, I'd believe that. Yeah. I think that's believable. I could see that as a timeline. If you told me that... I mean, what else has been shot? Sheffield United would get relegated. I could still believe that. Mm -hmm. West Brom would be toilet. I'd believe that. All of the... Villa would have a really good run. Southampton would lose 9-0. It's like all of these things. (laughs) Yeah. Like all of these things are all totally plausible. But if you told me that West Ham with that team and David Moyes were going to be legitimately competing for one of I think the highest standards of top four at the the moment in terms of the squads of players the fact that Chelsea are maybe not in it with mm. this squad of players mm. if you told me that David Moyes and Thomas fucking Suchek as your top goal scorer would be competing for that mm. then I would have literally not believed it and so for me that is the biggest shock and the I think deserve again why I said Keeping Moyes was the best decision. I think that is genuinely. I'm not just saying this because you're a West Ham fan. No, you wouldn't. But like, I absolutely wouldn't. I know exactly. I love a hot take. And yeah. genuinely, the other thing that's mental about it is I completely de- believe they deserve to be there. Like for me, it's not a case of um, like all kinds of teams don't finish where they should and this kind of thing where they mm. where they are good but they're not quite as good mm. or those kind of like like Southampton early on in the season. It's like. They're really a mid-table team. They're not. They're not top of the table after ten games like they were or something. You know that. That's sure, not. Sure, you think real. it's a bit of an anomaly, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and over a hundred games or so, you see where team what teams are really about and where they should average out or whatever. But I completely believe over the thirty-three games we've played this season that West Ham have been one of the top six sides in the league, and I think that's. That's a shock to me because you've been gashed for about five years now. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, yeah, that's my answer. West Ham on my shock of the season. Yeah, and like, like as a West Ham fan, um, I think people know me well enough to know that I, I'm not a particular, I don't have a particularly positive outlook about West Ham. Most West Ham fans don't. I don't think that's our fault though. But like, I don't go, I still really, even at this point, don't go into any game, any game, thinking we've got this. Especially not Brighton, mate, because you never beat us. Yeah, right. But I don't go into any game thinking, yeah, we've got this. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously shocked at how, at how well we're doing. Mm. But... Pleasantly shocked. Pleasantly shocked. I would say I am as well, to be fair. I've enjoyed... My, my view of teams is always, like... If you're going to spend all this money, buy all these players... And have all this awesome talent. At least do something with it. Sure. Which which was what bothered me. Like it bothered me that like um, 
Felipe Anderson was a real disappointment because I just loved him as a player. Fucking hell. Why did I pick him as my signing of the season? No, he's just banged in a second. Um, yeah, like, it annoyed me seeing all this, what I thought this was this really good talent being let down by what I generally think is a, at times a pretty poorly run club. I hope you don't mind me saying that because you'll no. probably agree. But I, I, always feel bad, I always feel bad saying things like that. I don't know why. No, as, as if you have an impact. We're, we're an awfully run club. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a circus. Yeah. We're an absolute fucking circus. And it bothers me seeing like all this really interesting talent and really cool players that like I really like. Like... I know he's not there this year, but like Haller and mm. and um, Anderson, and again, well, the fact lot, we're doing yeah. it without our two biggest signings, yeah, exactly, speaks and, speaks yeah. to how well we're doing, but also how poor our recruitment has been. Right? Yeah, exactly. But then you've also got like Rice. I, I've um, you know, like and like random people like Craig Dawson. It's like I'm really happy he's doing well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I just enjoyed watching watching you guys do well this year. Your uh, so what's yours? My shock of the season. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, any time I've ever been wrong when it comes to, like, saying that somebody's shit and then they end up being good or or that uh, this is, like, the way you should play and then people prove that that isn't the way you should play, anything like that, I will always, like... I'd like to think I always hold my hand up. Mm. And I wasn't ever negative about this, this player that I'm going to mention. But I am genuinely... I'm happy to go on record for saying that I am surprised at how just how shocked actually at just how good Phil Foden is. That's a that's like, a tasty answer. Because because I and I mentioned this to you the other day, and mm. we haven't gone through any of these answers uh, until now. No. But I said the other day I do not foresee a situation where even a club with as strong a depth as Manchester City can lose David Silva. And mm. replace him with Phil Foden, and replace him with no money, <laughs> and yeah. be maybe better, mm. maybe even better. And that doesn't mean I'm saying Phil Foden is a better player than Prime David Silva just yet, because I we both love Prime David Silva, right? I mean, but, he's, but maybe he's banged he, in like eight, ten goals this season. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm like, not casting no, that, in, that in any. It's a ridiculous st- you know, stone to cast. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not saying that yet, but. I'm happy to go on record for saying that I'm genuinely surprised at just how good Phil Foden is. Man, he w- is when we were watching him the other night against, in the Champions um, against, League. Against um, uh, PSG, right? He he is so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. And it's like... And it's one of those things where quite a lot of the time... And I think I feel like FIFA has actually contributed massively towards this way of thinking. And I'm, mm. I'm a big FIFA player. Um, mm. And Football Manager's probably done it as well. But... Is, is is that you get so hyped about young players yeah. that, that what you do is you forget that... Like Bakaya Saka, right? Bakaya Saka is a very, very talented footballer yeah. and he's going to be magnificent and he's yeah. already... I would take producing consistently. I would take him in a fucking heartbeat, right? Yeah, yeah. But what Bakaya Saka is, is he's very good for his age. Yeah. You know? Yeah, probably, yeah. He's I very mean, good yeah. for his age. If he's still at that level when he's 30 years old, you would say he's a pretty good good, you know, decent yeah. level Premier League player, right? Yeah, yeah. But what he is, is very good for his age. Yeah. Phil Foden is not very good for his age. He's, He's very good. Full stop. Full yeah. stop. What 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 team doesn't he start in their midfield for? None. In the world, genuinely in the world. None. Does he, he, does he, I and mean, he probably that's, doesn't that's get a in. Quick, that's a quick answer for me to say. Does but, he get in ahead of Cruz, Modric or Casemiro? Mate, 
Mate, I, I mean, I, he I, fu- I, 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 gonna, yeah. I think Real Madrid would bite your hand off, honestly. And, and I love Modric and I love Cruz and I think Casemiro is, is magnificent. They're, they're obviously very different kinds of players, but mm. he gets into he gets into any team, any yeah. team in world football now because he 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 yeah probably he, he is he's in that caliber walks of, of that Liverpool hot team. property, isn't he? Yeah, he walks in the Liverpool team. He he walks into Liverpool's team. He walks into Spurs' team. I mean, he walks into City's team. Yeah, that's true. He walked into City's team. He does. He just does. The the best bit, the thing that um, has amazed me this season is I always saw him, like, I remember the first time I saw Phil Foden play was there was, or or saw, like, what he was about. It was, um, there was a pre-season game. It was one of Guardiola, I think it was either Guardiola's first or second season against Man United where he played the 90 minutes. And I remember him saying, this is the best young player I've ever coached. Yeah, and I remember him saying yeah. that as well. And I always t- take that kind of thing a yeah, bit tongue-in-cheek. Exactly. Because but, he also but, coached, like, young Messi. Yeah, well, like, Busquets and, like, literally yeah, brought him through. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, Pep, great. And, and, and I remember watching the highlights and I was going... And obviously then again, I'm like, yeah, highlights aren't a good way to judge a player. But I remember watching highlights and I was like, this kid's got hot shit about him. But the thing I always thought with him was, like, he's this really sort of... Um, he's got all the all the good midfield stuff like the work rate good passing the touch the, the touch oh all, all of this like really useful valuable stuff what i didn't realize he had until this season was this ridiculous raw like cutting edge where it's like he can run past st- i i had no idea Changes he was direction qu- so quick he's so well. quick yeah, i had yeah. no idea how quick he was this is my thing, he's got man, a cracking yeah. shot he's yeah. lit- like literally I look, and then you see all this stuff like the there was a game the other day we were talking about where he, the ball's coming over the top of him. He touches it, lays it down, turns, and he's gone. And it's like so many. I didn't know he had all of that no, exactly. as well as all yeah, of the exactly all of the like competent controlling midfield yeah. elements of, of what, what a good player really just, has. Just to obviously make it clear, I'm not saying that I'm surprised that Phil Foden is good. Mm. This good. This good. Yeah. At this yeah. age, this good. And, you know, a lot of people might say... I don't think a lot of people will say this because he's English and I feel like most of the time people do tend to get behind English players. Mm. Um, um, is that... Uh, oh, well, he's playing for City. And he's, yeah. oh, he's being coached by one of the best player, uh, one of the best managers. And it's like, you're saying that like it's a negative against yeah, exactly. him. Yeah, exactly. Rather than exactly. the fact that he... He has a place in that team. Yeah. He holds a place in that team. And he's absolutely adored not only by Pep, yeah. but by Gareth Southgate and by any any manager in the world will Anyone take him in a, a set in of a eyes. Yeah. In a heart. There's no like there's, there, you're never gonna get that, oh no, he doesn't fit the profile. Like mm. fuck that. Like like you're the, never gonna get that with him. The only way I can put it with him is as I went from believing he's a really exciting, promising young player to believing he's a generational talent. Exactly. In ter- in that's terms that's of, exactly yeah. that's exactly my point. So yeah, yeah just it's to like, get that clear. It's yeah. like like and and the other thing is is I hate to sound like I'm using Phil Foden as a way to dick on another player because I don't see it because that's not really the way I want to do it. No, and I, like, didn't, com- I didn't try and do that with no, Saka then because no, I think Saka's no, exactly. a brilliant but like, player. To, but, yeah. to give the same example is like when I saw what everyone getting hyped up about Mason Greenwood last season, right. it's like, right, okay, he's had a 10-game spell where he scored like 10 goals basically mm. and it's like, that's obviously incredible. Mm. He's got a lot of talent. 
But that alone is not enough for me to start calling him one of the best young players in the world. Sure. It just isn't. And mm -hmm. I said that at the time and everyone was like, you're mental, can you not see the goals he's scoring? And it's like, yeah, he's not going to score goals like that his mm -hmm. whole career. No footballer in history yeah. has ever scored that goals at that level, yeah. at that rate. If he does, I will eat my sock. Yeah. And then this season he scored two goals. Yeah. And and or five goals or something. And yeah. whereas Foden, I look at him every game and it's like, if he doesn't score a goal, he does everything I think, else. And I actually think like, I actually think that's actually helped him because yeah. there's no way that anybody can even begin to hypothesize mm. that this might be a purple patch for him. Yeah. Because he's like you said, he might not score. He might not get an assist. Yeah, like the Champions but he's League always so good. He, 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 what's mental is about it. What we, what we were saying about the, the, the Champions League game we were watching the other day is that he's had a great game, and he, and he, but you could argue he, he did, he could have done more with his chances, mm. and that is fine for yeah. a midfielder if yeah. you're a striker that's a problem yeah but if you're a midfielder and the fact is that he could have scored two or three goals mm. played amazingly other than that anyway and then on another day would have scored a hattie mm. it's like what more do you want out of a player than to to do everything you need of him no exactly like he is so so good at yeah and oh like... for god's sake Newcastle are 4-0 <laughs> up against Leicester. I fucking love it. I love it. This is ridiculous. How are this... Callum Wilson... He's the best signing of the season. Callum Wilson's the <laughs> best signing of the season. We've come full circle. Shall we round up the pod? I think, yeah. I think, I think we should... Callum Wilson scoring his fourth against Leicester is always a good reason to just give up. Um, oh, my God. I can't believe it. All right. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure to be back. We will be back as much as possible. Alec, would you like to say your goodbyes? Yep. Sweet. Sweet.